This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Namaskar, hello. Angrez apna lagaan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. My name is Abhinandan Sekri and you're listening to News Laundry Hafta. Do subscribe to News Laundry pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served. Let me introduce the panel to you today before I get into the menu of news and current affairs that we will try and discuss in the hafta today and pack in as much as we can. We have with us our managing editor Raman Kripal. Hello Hi. sir. Our in house awarding journalist i know i shouldn't be saying that anymore okay from next time i won't manisha pande hi and editor in chief madhu trehan hi madhu hi also most recently you may have seen the hashtag me to movement we'll be discussing that because that has been all over the media but other than that lots happened in the country there was a rape backlash in gujarat where fearing mob attacks migrants from up madhya pradesh and bihar actually started leaving gujarat because they feared that they'd be attacked because there was a rape of a young child there this is similar to what happened in bangalore with all these students and youngsters from northeast leaving because of whatsapp rumors then the me too campaign has hotted up there have been several voices speaking up about harassment at the hands of former news professional and now minister for state mr mg akbar alok nath is at the center of much controversy and allegations from two separate women one of an extremely brutal nature then in all this in the us also the brett kavanaugh hearing was over the fbi report was submitted and he has been sworn in as a supreme court justice for life meanwhile facebook is setting up a task force in india to combat fake news ahead of the 2019 lok sabha election let's see how far that goes and three news related points which i find very disturbing one is that the bombay high court issues a notice to the information broadcasting ministry to set up a pre screening committee for web shows mm-hmm. that means even web content will be up for you know censorship second uh, there's this journalist he's a saudi journalist who went missing and is feared dead in turkey his name is jamal khushogi he uh, was last seen walking into the turkish embassy to get some paperwork to marry his fiance and they fear that he has been killed inside the embassy and his body has been dismembered mm. and it shall be flown out and thirdly there have been a bunch of raids on the premises and residence of quint and quintil in founder raghav behel he was a principal owner of network 18 and uh, re- most recently he set up the quint most recently he has invested in tech and news platforms like quint type and uh, the news minute so i'd just like to start with this international news it's it's regarding a journalist the context being that basically there is this journalist who was considered very close to the royal family at one point but then is seen as a dissenter uh, his name is jamal khashoggi and he became a critic of the regime of crown prince mohammed bin salman who's seen as this reformer and he has a fiance there he was living in turkey because he feared for his life and to get some paperwork he entered the saudi embassy and there's cctv footage of his entering at 148 in the afternoon a few days ago and since he hasn't been seen or heard from and the turkish officials say you know investigating agencies that the saudi government is not cooperating and you cannot walk into an embassy because that is sovereign you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's like it's invading state. a country yeah. so of course it's led to this standoff and america is being very wishy-washy about it but the stories that come out like this story in the cnn the way it's written it's like pulp fiction like they have confirmed from google maps that two aircrafts did come in because the officials have said two aircrafts came from saudi arabia with 14 people
people on board primarily with the job of killing this guy and when this guy went into the embassy to get he was killed in 2 hours that's what they say of course and they said and then he was dismembered and his body was taken out in parts with you know with a saw they cut it up and that's the end of him i'm just you know blown away that stuff like this can happen in 2018 so high profile but yet saudi arabia can get away with anything a seat of respectability in the league of respectable nations what does that say about the importance of journalism in democracies manisha nothing at all <laughs> but precisely and then it is it is a respectable nation i mean it's it never gets any censure for anything it does and just just imagine like and it hasn't has it made a lot of splash in the global i have read some news and all that but has it been sort of no i mean just a few people have been talking about it cnn carried a few reports but no one is really asking you know america to weigh in on this yeah. because as long as you know america has saudi back you know they could get away with stuff america's uh, ethics on human rights is extremely convenient mm. Mm. they've supported dictatorships and then brought them down themselves they've charged into say chile and what they did to allende mm. you know it's it's totally um, expedient their foreign policy and their morality is expedient jo suit karta hai wo karte hain but ronso what i think is that going by what's happening in brazil this balsavaro whatever his name mm-hmm. is him you know him he's probably going to emerge victorious because in the first round he's got 46% he said stuff like to another lawmaker that i would rape you but you don't deserve it to the un you know lady who came she commented on her legs and on her figure who he is said that? so his name is bolsonaro and he won the first round he's like this far right guy jair bolsonaro Uh, and now he's trying to say that i'm not as bad you know he's trying to backtrack on some of his earlier utterances about women and journalism and and he was a f- uh, admirer of pinochet so in fact i've uh, i recommended an article about him a few haftas ago the world over such strong men who have such contempt for journalism for free speech are winning in every country i mean i don't know what's happening in the world and even as we speak there is a raid on at raghav behel's residence and i can you know i'd say i'd venture on saying that it's because of his utterances such vocal utterances about the prime mm. minister you know trashing his demonetization trashing his gst implementation and he does it pretty well and he I does mean, it very well and he has he, with the authority he's one of the few like editor founder sort of people who are really like directly saying that okay this is foolish or one of his latest videos was about how foolish modi's propaganda is or something like that so he's I mean, quite vocal in, in all the governments not just the modi i know it for a fact there is a something called uh, department of revenue intelligence hmm. in ministry of finance hmm. okay so they keep it dozier hmm. like i know it for a fact that congress also used to do it hmm. they had a dozier on ram ramdev hmm. i know it for, and i was trying very hard to get that dozier hmm. those days and i new it i mean uh, there were many allegations against him so what gov- or what all these governments do they strike at the right time mm-hmm. when there was somebody less toys someone to teach a lesson so congress was somewhat i won't say liberal but they will look at the situation they will not go they won't uh, brazen it out ah they they won't they won't be that vocal you know but in case of modi i mean i think the same thing is happening this the government has the dozier on everybody and uh, in this particular case also i think uh, well you know when i went to interview no when i went to invite a minister to the media rumble i was sitting in his office and one of his officials brought in two 3 inch folders thick one was on Abhinandan Sekri and one was on me hmm. are you serious and i told you about it uh-huh. and i came back and he sat there and he flipped pages looking at all my kartutas 
and I individuals also. Yes, I yes. mean, I thought IB. organizations. No, yeah, no, but no, they make no. files on individuals. Intelligence also. bureau. If you this are this is not intelligence bureau. Ah. This is from their three these things that they've set up: the media and Social analytics media monitoring. Hmm. and the print media monitoring and the television media monitoring. Oh, so, so they are monitoring. And they categorize journalists on every piece that you do as positive, negative, or neutral. No, this is this is again. I mean, this is INB. intelligence which is nothing in front of ib and uh, they use and, and revenue intelligence because ib i know it for a fact if you have been f- uh, writing you know the stories disturbing the government i mean any any story which disturbs controversial so ib makes a dossier on individuals each individual journalist yes But and then, 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 and that dossier is different. That dossier is going to have uh, your family history. Okay, who is doing what? What kind of uh, you know the financial activities but happening I mean, in the family? But in all fairness, it's not just on media professionals. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I have enough people who have worked at the government tell me that uh, the prime minister maintains it on his own ministers because. in politics you don't know when yeah, you have when to squeeze who's nuts i mean you may have to you know squeeze your own deputies nuts one day and you have the shit on it so i mean the, the guy at top maintains it on even his own allies so it's you know the true. time when a minister was boarding a flight in jeans and he got a message from him saying put on a kurta pajama i don't remember yeah. this no, that is for a fact i mean the like news. the fact is the ib used to report ministry of home, uh, home ministry mm. always but now it reports to dopt the de- department of personal, personal pr- training uh, and that department comes under the pmo prime minister of india so i mean i do think it's problematic and what's more problematic is that within the journalism community and we've discussed this you know ad nauseum in the past also there's such a polarization that there will not be a consolidated pushback against this there will be the you know arnab and sudhir choudhury who are going to defend this no matter what and then you know when the other government comes out though i will not say they are equally insane people on all sides during the congress government fine ndtv would not push back against the government but they wouldn't endorse that action either that was the biggest difference these guys yeah, endorse the action they would at least question even if it was surface question yeah, even if it was surface or they just keep quiet these guys actually endorse it yeah theek yeah. hai uh, but i also so think one thing is that in all these cases i also feel you can get dirt on anyone Of like, course, so you're only free because the government doesn't want to screw you. Yes, I'm sure. Once, like, no? no, I didn't say it. It was actually said by Davina Mera of First Global when I was interviewing her, and her husband had been in jail for nine weeks because of his investment to them was small change, two crores they'd put in for a friend who was their friend Tarun Tejpal to play with, and uh, she said the only reason why you're out there is because nobody in power wants you in jail. The minute somebody in power wants you in jail, you'll be in jail. You can find enough, on, yeah. enough on anyone. Are on who was it where they raided him and uh, I think we discussed it on Haftar he had more than 2 liters of alcohol in his house and then they booked ah. him on that because you only allowed what a 1 liter of whiskey or whatever of different alcohol and no, here they've changed this stance the it's a survey first they said it's a survey ah. and that's the what survey problem is really you survey know there's a problem rate. because one actually in real life lives with a lot of carelessness we got get a lot of gifts from patients whiskey now in our house nobody drinks whiskey and it just keeps piling up then you have to think of giving it away ah. somehow not just piling up mother you go to anyone's house who is of socio economic bracket a Okay even a mid level banker they will have a collection of 5 6 bottles of single malts matlab wo to aajkal status symbol hai na it's against the law you can't have so many whiskies at in your house so i mean if you want to get someone's nuts you can get them easily you know, on these small things uh, but abhi, normally what happens uh, the big surveillance happens differently hmm. i mean if suppose they want to survey you hmm. 
your phone and wherever you are going there is a dot on their this yeah, thing and they, there's a cluster so wherever whomever you meet so the cluster the, the phone so there will there will be two dots then the three dots so they will just start uh, you know mm. uh, investigating everyone my question is that do you think the public will be able to collate all the events where the government has gone after their opponents either political or in journalism or in anything else mm-hmm. will they be able to collate say lalu in jail uh, going after chidambaram and his son the raid on quint, uh, quint. so will in the public's not mind will they be able to connect not at all. the reason not for at all, all this memory is short lived everybody will forget also there is a public perception ki acha hua you know these guys in lalu's of course there's a scam and all that so there's also this i know these guys are also clean but in in the media's case there's also like okay quint has been so anti government acha hua ye to hona hi tha they were they exactly are crooks so you know it's yeah. the public perception is just so i have this email this is from srijit s nayar Shriji says, Hi, Abhinanda. I've been a supporting news learning since 2016. I've listened to most episodes of Hafta and enjoy the work you folks are doing here. I will just put forward some suggestions on how news learning can improve. They have been suggested before, but I would like to make a stronger case for them. For me, Hafta serves two purposes, catching up on the latest current affairs in India and listening to a good discussion about these affairs. I think a lot of Hafta listeners only want A or B. And I suspect that is why there are a lot of contradicting suggestions in your email. Correct, you know, because a lot of people say they want more news. A lot of people say they want us just to discuss mm-hmm. like friends. Anyway, creating a separate podcast podcast for the main news stories of the week like BBC's World This Week will solve this conundrum. Maybe call it Laundry This Week. Well, that's a good idea. I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah, we should do that. Furthermore, if you make it easily available on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, etc. for free in bold and use that to advertise your platform, you will reach a larger audience for potential subscribers. This will also give you the power to tell the news that you deem is important instead of focusing on what the rest of the media decided to talk about. Also, this absolves you of having to give a gist about the story before starting the discussion and saves the listeners having to piece together the story when you forget to tell the gist. Secondly, I feel like NL Charsha reporters or orders in Hafta are pretty similar in what they end up covering. I suggest that making reporters or orders a deep dive into a single subject, this will again increase the level of discourse could be part of laundry this week their developments in climate change genetics etc so nl should be a leader in this aspect and take the level of discussion and awareness to the next level among its listeners you folks are doing a great job keep on rocking thanks jit for your encouraging words and for your wonderful ideas we were going to try as soon as possible to implement as many of these as we can so moving on to the next now the most irritating thing about this week is that any news site you open there is either the amazon the great indian festival sale or there is a snap deal some fucking big billion sale or some other flipkart flipkart, flipkart or snap deal ka bhi kuch hai sir flipkart is amitabh bachchan ah, nahi snap deal ka bhi hai ah. aaj akhbar mein dekha there four pages on snap deal ah. four pages on flipkart four on amazon to is sab mein न्यूज अब देखो थोड़ी सी न्यूज की झांकी मिल रही है झलक ये देखो इतनी सी न्यूज आ गई मधु इंडियन अभी मैंने ओपन द साइट दैट वाज जस्ट अमेजोन आई रिमेंबर इन आवर टाइम्स मधु नोज इट वेरी वेल दे यूज्ड टू बी 
an allocated space. I mean, if 30% add, 70% news. I mean, then they... But that is also legal provision, right? You couldn't just... Or was that... No, and also, never anywhere in the world have I seen two things which Times of India does. They started like, your front page is supposed to be like the crucifixion cross. You don't touch it. Yes. You can't fiddle with it. You yes. can't put ads like a full page ad. Yes. They broke that rule. Absolutely. Then, what could be even worse ke apna, apne jo master usko to kadar rakho. Even that, the, to put, say, some uh, Airtel is advertising, so they make all the A's Haan. in in Times of India, the Airtel A. I mean, that is hmm. unbelievable Haan. sacrilege. So, koi dharam nahi ra, except pehe ji pehe. Pehe ji. You can just see the paper for the advertisement, not Haan. for the news. But that's what he said. Haan. He said, I'm in the business, Vinny Jen said, I'm in the business of advertising, not, not, news. News. not news. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser served. And, you know, when the public pays, the public is served. So, basically, Basically, can't get the guy off it. Context. So in Ahmedabad, there was this 14-month-old girl who was allegedly raped. And the person who raped her was allegedly a migrant. So following that, there was this panic that was created. And some of the migrants said who were interviewed that the landlords asked them to leave. Some left because they feared that mobs would bash mm. them up. And some Congress leaders are also seen egging crowds on to you know use this as a so my question to the panel is what can the media do about this because if you report it you're in trouble if you don't report it, you're in trouble for example if as a media you say that this is happening and crowds are leaving that adds fuel to the fire in the sense that politicians will use that and say hum chalo gujarati pride nikalo in sabko manjula's done a very nice cartoon with the unity uh, that statue what's it called the um, sadar patel Thing. Statue of Unity and you know migrants running in front of it with you know Gujarati mobs chasing them. Mm. So if you cover it, Madhu, you may add to. If you don't cover it, then you are ignoring a very. It's a huge dilemma that you know journalists face every day. We discussed it in the media rumble and I asked Arun Puri that when Raghu Rai came out with those photographs of the exodus from Punjab when the Khalistani uh, uh, movement was really powerful and there was images like the partition, people on mm. in trucks and bullock carts and. Tempo's all pie with their belongings. Ex- mm. And he didn't run that story because he felt that it would create more of a panic. Now, a hardcore journalist would say, our job is not to gauge the mood or be political on how to control the crowd or whatever. We have the story, we put it out. So that debate will never stop. I think that is a personal call. I would not run it. Mm. I would not run it, no. Because I think we do have a responsibility. I believe in that. That I think if your story, the end goal should be a journalist's goal should be to expose something where you would expect good action to come out of it. If you're going to expose a story which will create a negative reaction or a massacre or, uh, you know, whatever, I think there's no harm in in waiting on that story. But this story is taking a different turn. Hmm. It's, 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 it, it began with the rape, but hmm. then it became a question of Gujarat pride. I mean, hmm. we, and, and in the name and, of Gujarat pride, you are just throwing these people out. No, I, see, but out of their livelihood. This like is this not our this murder that we spoke. I don't remember. I think maybe we spoke about it last. She happened behind my house. There yeah. is a Bangladeshi. Yeah, you told me about Now the story has come out that 
the three men who are arrested are not Bangladeshi migrants. They are Delhi residents and with Hindu names. So the story that was... But the fact of the matter is that there is a... the Fact, fact number one, there is a Bangladeshi migrant community settled over there. Two, there is drug dhanda over there. Three, there is a mafia there who doesn't allow anything to happen without their okay. So the two stories have gotten mixed. No, but Madhu, in this case, it's not just mm. the migrants fleeing. Vanisha, please come in here. It is also of politicians using this to make inflammatory yes. speeches. Yes. And as responsible news media, I guess one has to show, look, this guy is making such a speech mm. and therefore, you know, the public has a right for him to, you know, to, the, the media has a response to I expose think, him. I think controlling information is silly today because if mm. we don't run it as journalists, it'll be on WhatsApp, so, Facebook, uh-huh. everywhere. So rather that newspapers cover it and cover it responsibility and give it context and also it can sometimes work as a censor on politicians also that we're being watched by newspapers. We're, what we're saying is going to come out. So let's be responsible. So I, I think we have to I cover it. I remember killing one story in news track where reporter had gone to do some other story but discovered this story in his way in Rajasthan in where the Hindu Rajasthan I think it's called the constabulary kuch aisa lafaz hai yeah had ransacked a Muslim village okay and houses were burnt people were killed and he did a whole story walking through the burnt houses and interviewing people and I did kill that story because it was already that area was in flames and if we put out that this had been done to the Muslims the Muslims would then obviously react but the similar story had happened in UP when the PAC if you remember the PAC is known for uh, you know their anti-Muslim stance and they had killed uh, lots of Muslims and that story was reported very widely see I mean, and, and especially today, there is no point suppressing anything. I, I don't know. I would have reacted possibly differently today. Uh-huh. But uh, another story that I admit to killing to killing was um, when a woman went to the northeast and there were atrocity, well, rapes committed by the Indian army. Mm. Hmm. And I did kill that. Why? Bus. No, but that's what na, I mean. Uh, that's what Modi says. That's what the Modi government they they try to define nationalism this way. <laughs> that that this is against no, the national this, interest. No. So do not print it. No, but in this case, you know, it's uh, because j- uh, just before that there'd been a massacre of uh, a battalion, uh, an Indian battalion. There'd been a massacre, and then there was this report that she discovered. So uh, in this particular case, there's a Congress MLA called Alpesh Thakur who has, you know, been accused of instigating mobs. Mm. So I think news like this kind of can also spark action. The only problem is in today's polarized times, the action is only one-sided towards one party and and not, you know, like it won't be like the, the there'll be a arrest of a BJP MP or MLA. So yeah, I mean that that becomes problematic. Taking off from the hashtag Me to Firestorm that has singed everybody in their path and as Manisha Pandey said Sirf Trivedi Bachega <laughs> this after the allegation against Varun Grover who is the writer of Sacred Games which he has come clear on and at least to me it seems like a extremely non-credible allegation and I don't belong to that school of thought that say believe anything and everyone that comes especially anonymous allegations however the one thing that this movement has done and I've read certain pieces around about that and even I am amazed at the widespread nature of institutionalized abuse and I don't mean institutionalized in an institution but in our society yeah. the kind of shit that has been going on for so long it blows your mind like when the Alok uh, Vinita Nanda thing came out and that other director of Queen 
विकास पैल नाउ द थिंग इज इफ दिस मूवमेंट इज गिविंग वॉइसिस टू सच यू नो विक्टम्स आई थिंक हेल मॉ पावर फिनल बिकॉज नथिंग कुड you know you could imagine that you know stuff like this would be happening right under our noses but on the other hand i am just a little concerned that there is this school of thought and i'm not saying it's the largest school of thought because i've spoken to many women women who run feminist organizations inter- international ones who say we don't want to weigh in on this because we don't agree with that sliver which seems to be the loudest hmm. who say that we are going to burn everything in the path like we don't care whether it is an anonymous allegation we don't care who's on that side of the allegation once it's out there we're going to put it out mm. that i think is problematic anyway i ladies i leave this floor to you let let me tell me what you think of the good the bad and the you know dodgy areas of this movement there's a lot to say on this the thing is that we have to remember that we are resonating what happened in america so there is a morphic resonance in india from that but the difference here is that when the new york times brought out the investigation they investigated for one year every allegation was verified by witnesses by people who were there or who had that person had spoken to and reported that this has happened to me when it was everything was verified and they held the story back for a year which means that anyone else might have broken the story they live with that fear they waited for a year to for it to come out with ronan farrow he researched it for 10 months waiting for corroborations and witnesses before he put it out we are in a situation where an anonymous tweet without research without investigation people have been asked to leave their jobs so i think i do have a problem with that i think there has to be an investigation before any action is taken against the man secondly i think i worry about the fact of all the women who succumbed to these overtures who are obviously quiet because they they might be shamed and be blamed they are sh- they possibly living with the shame themselves which is torture hmm. that they gave in and that is really problematic it's really sad that there were young women who th- thought they had to do it and obviously if you look at all Now, the are you aware of any such names having been made public without their consent no but i think yes the, i am you are I'm, the heaven names in, in the the private group yes they have made so they made names public who succumbed who without without consent of those without ladies without consent of those ladies. that's not fair the other thing is that i think it's people saying that abhi kyun bata rahe ho 20 saal pehle kyun nahi bataya that is a, a redundant yeah, argument that i disagree with it's completely redundant because look at tanushree she objected she has footage there's footage out there of her car being uh, smashed window windshield being broken uh, she made a police report and there was an india today reporter there who's corroborated everything so there's evidence and so she did everything that she's doing today 20 years ago also what do you and feel no empowered was and taken. you feel empowered in a certain environment yes. you know i mean so, so many of the for people to say why didn't you do it 20 years ago well dalits didn't do a lot of things that they're doing now they didn't object to a lot of atrocities because there was fear that mm. nothing will happen and they will be marginalized even further and action would be taken against them and now there is an empowerment in all the uh, oppressed areas of our society hmm. so to say that why didn't you do that is not acceptable right. thirdly i think that the government stand on it the spin that they're giving is really problematic does the government have a stand on it yes what because is it? i was a minakshi lekhi was asked a question ha ah, she was really funny at a, at a, um, a print event and basically this is the spin the government is giving hmm. see we told you how dirty the media is 
Is that what she's saying? Yes. That it's your media. You people are doing this. And this is your responsibility. So that's this one's number one spin. Second spin they're giving on MJ Akbar is all this happened before he joined BJP. So it is not our responsibility. It's the media's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And third... It is the free pro-women atmosphere created by the Modi government that has encouraged women to come out. <laughs> this is because of Modi ji. Absolutely. <laughs> so nice. this is this is, and from the reaction that I'm seeing, even by the predators who are carrying on and tweeting about other issues, regardless of being accused, I think the policy seems to be like it'll blow over. We just have to ride it. Mm. And I think that is a problem. No. Manisha ji, sorry sir. So I think there are two things happening here. One is women talking about sexual harassment at the workplace and they have taken to Twitter because there have been like in Sandhya Menon's case where she went two times of India, she was told it's okay. So many cases where editors said it's okay. They hushed it up basically. Yeah, and they realized that ICC internal complaints committee is just, just not going to help them. So you just take to Twitter and you make these allegations and that has got institutions to wake up and I think every organization today is scared about their ICC whether mm. they have one or not I think no one even gave a shit yeah, well, so yeah. that is happening which is sexual harassment at the workplace and at the workplace being the operative word the second aspect no, where which I've includes hotel rooms and cars yeah yeah I mm. mean uh, which at the workplace uh, by, by which space, I mean but uh, as yeah, a your concept employee, yeah, yeah. So, and in fact, it's very interesting that, and I was speaking to a lawyer about that, sexual harassment at the workplace can also mean like something like a Mahesh Murthy, where he, he, those women may not be employed by him, but he jeopardized their uh, chances of getting funding or moving ahead in their careers because he's a venture capitalist and women were meeting him for, you know, as startups to uh, gain funds. The second aspect to this is a lot of women coming out and saying these men are creeps and this also it's interesting because it's also kind of like a backlash against you know quote unquote woke men mm-hmm. that they are feminist but they are so cheap in real life they are so bad people now this is perhaps an important conversation to have maybe we need to discuss dating cultures maybe we need to discuss why do men behave the way they do behave on dates why do they think they can get away with touching you when you've said no or why don't they pick up verbal cues why don't they pick up physical cues or even relationship issues why, why, are, why are men abusive in relationships but you cannot club this with sexual harassment and that is hmm. the problem that is a very it's all problem. becoming one bucket. For bucket. example, Chetan Bhagat's yeah. exchange, I didn't see any sexual harassment in it. Yeah. It was a flirtatious, maybe not even flirtatious, it was a curiosity that he had about another woman. That but he, he had this curiosity too often. But that's a moral thing, na? Uh-huh. He wasn't harassing exactly. them in a workplace. It's a moral issue and I am not going to weigh in on moral issues. I think the problem is also the Me Too becoming a moral force. We, it can't be a moral force. But even Chetan Bhagat's case, so it's interesting because there are two things, allegations against him. One is a screenshot where he's flirting with this person and saying I'm married and all that. So I showed it to a friend of mine who's not, she's not Indian, she's Australian. And she just read it and she's like, oh God, that's awful flirting. Mm. That was her reaction. And she said, we have a close group where we discuss all this. But uh, there's also an understanding that this is not clubbed with the Me Too movement. But there's another woman in Chetan Bhagat's case who said that she's a journalist. She called him up and he would refuse, he wouldn't give her an interview till she sent him his her picture. But even with those stories, I think the biggest media critique here is that screenshots don't pass off as facts. And like you said, NYT, why were you able to bring down a Weinstein is because there was solid investigation. There were facts against him. In this case, you shame a man for six months. He steps down from his thing. He gets back his job and these women will not get a job. Patriarchy remains. You're not. He may not also get a job. 
Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I just want to come to uh, you know some Sayani who has you know written earlier also has mm-hmm. some feedback on Twitter. But before that, Raman sir, you were saying something. No, I think uh, it has got two aspects. Hmm. One is, I mean, uh, two women came forward uh, with their complaints. The third one edit, fourth, fifth, sixth, and now I think it has become a kind of movement, hmm. which is something happening on the social media. So I think this movement is valid because these were pent up feelings for a very very long time the management uh, in the media management was not helping these girls hmm. because they had filed there are some sure, there are many cases where there were actual they, complaints and uh, no one acted and on no them no one was active on that so I think these were the pent up feelings which are coming out on social media hmm. and it has now become a movement there are going to be collateral damage Hmm. there is going to be uh, some kind of uh, you know mob lynching so be it on social media but when journalistically yes we need to be careful we need to do stories the way nyt had done it yes but the problem so there are sh- yeah but the problem is many news uh, platforms the, the, are just in india the movement is sort of being led by journalists also because it's about the media it, space yeah, it's being led by so journalists it's confusing but it's also know? gotten into a space where anyone can make any allegation without any proof or without any investigation or without just even telling you who yeah. they are no, and, and anonymously just targeting one so, person I mean, I and that person's life is ruined no anonymous anonymous so we don't know whether anonymous it's anonymous doesn't stand somebody with with name and giving a description in this kind of stories uh madhu if something happened in 1994 1997 and in case of uh, no as Wahab, a gem- yeah, yeah, correct. That, uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. in 1997 so she gave specifics she? 1997 i remember wahab the same girl ghazala wahab she was part of the junket trip uh, to libya hmm. she went with me hmm. so very quiet girl and uh, very young and i mean and, and no, i was wondering, said, no. uh, how can she come on a trip like this it it was a foreign junket you know who get the foreign junket the, I'm a the, little senior yeah, of, person of course but the problem is that you know hers is a specific case she has named names it's fine there mm. are many just an anonymous person puts out something the very few. and the people tweet it out no, no there no. are enough yeah, I, there so are I, enough which I, I, I don't feel is very dangerous and it, it it vitiates the real me too no, movement anonymous I think it will die down on its own nobody is going to take it uh, you know seriously, seriously. yes mm. I personally feel okay, that okay, interesting. but my problem uh. is even if it's not anonymous when you put someone on the front page like the Indian Express did with Chetan Bhagat on its headline where is uh, what happens after those screenshots what do we know about before after what do we know about I mean where no, is the corroboration that, that also they put it in the same headline as Vikas Behal exactly which no, is, there is a really case of like journalistically it's, it's, I have the a allegations also this. different so when it's all being clubbed together no, that's no, the danger no when we write a story I mean the Twitter cannot Tell us what the story exactly is. Exactly my yeah. point. The point okay, is I don't say. But what I'm saying that social social movement on the social media, Twitter or any handle is perfectly fine. Uh, let it go on and we should be The average person on Twitter is taking every accusation as a fact. Okay, and with, whether it's anonymous or whether it's uh, initially uh, it happens, but anonymous dies. I I have seen it. Even even when okay, I just want to come in here now. Uh, there is this exchange that I've had with two of our subscribers, Anmol Alfonso and Sayani D. 
So I'll just quickly read the Twitter thread that Sayani said. She's talking about the Chetan Bhagat interview. Uh, thanks, Abhinav. Looking forward, my two cents. Bhagat flirted with the journalist who had reached out for an interview, which makes it a violation of a professional space. It's not the same realm as, say, Aloknath, but a transgression nonetheless. I understand the interview was done before, but right now it just looks like he can be given a platform to air his work without being held accountable for his actions. Public figures like Bhagat are looked up to by a lot of young people, which puts responsibility on them to set an example and not crossing professional boundaries. Since the other person in this case was a journalist, I would expect News Laundry as a media house to send a simple message that we care, we listen and we don't give space to people who make women journalists uncomfortable on their job. Adding this interview, especially now, doesn't seem to be doing that. So that is Sayani's view. Uh, Sayani, uh, here's what my view is and then I'll let Madhu and uh, Manisha weigh in on this. Um, A, several people have said, how can you, you know, show Chetan Bhagat? Yes, the interview was done before the allegations came to light. And I will say this, if it were completely my call and Madhu and Ravanso didn't kill it, I would still continue with the interview. I'd ask him questions about that exchange, but I would not kill the interview. Even I had done it after the... I don't think the allegation against him is so dire that one would need to drop the interview. Madhu no, Ramansu I would use the interview to ask him all these issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe, I think he's articulate enough, maybe. as he's written in his Facebook post, to, to, to uh, defend give his point of view. Maybe just the timing of publishing this interview. No, but my point is, irrespective of the timing, like <laughs> if I did it on Thursday and got edited by Sunday, I'll put it out on Monday, Tuesday. So, Sayani, my view is that the allegation, like when you say hashtag me too, everyone thinks of Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. His, the allegations on him were very different and very dire as compared to on Chetan Bhagat. Even if you take them at face value, which again, one can question a full investigation should go into it. In so doing, one can accuse him of clumsy flirting like Manisha's friend from Australia said. And I will say this, I have spoken to several hardcore feminists and I don't, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, other people, but many of the Twitter feminists I see are like the Twitter, you know, Marxists or the Twitter capitalists or the Twitter entrepreneurs who who may have a view and may have some, you know, good reading of the situation. But they're people who've given the lifetime of work to these. And they say we do not want to weigh in on this because to be accepted that you are fighting for the cause, you have to be completely shrill. And unless you're completely shrill, you are saying you are, you are not being, you're not standing with the sisters. And I'm talking about people who have more credibility in the feminism space than many of the torchbearers of it. I think that is problematic. And I th- why that's problematic is, and like I said, it's not a zero-sum game. You know, it's not like if one person is right, the other has to be wrong. There can be two people who are right. And similarly, like you said about collateral damage. For me, I remember when the whole Jan Lokwal movement happened, we were accused that the Mulder sub And I don't want to take names that many of the so-called feminist journalists were giving me lectures that how can you join this movement where sub There's even collateral damage. People are completely discrediting the political system. And that is and you have to take responsibility for it. I said, okay, that's a valid critique. But since this is a circus, I'll use the circus. The same people, if I say you're just, there's a flamethrower and the entire species is like this. That is okay? So that's collateral damage. So what I'm saying is collateral damage is acceptable to those for whom the cause is worthy. It, that, that problem exists. And the other thing is, when I critique the debates on this on television... I think the cause is worthy. I am to... Yeah, but but then why is one cause worthy of collateral damage and another not? Is no, is I think peace for the Kurds one second, Is peace for the Kurds not worthy of collateral damage of taking Saddam Hussein out if we're going to like kill a bunch of school kids no, on the I way? I think I think take Saddam Hussein differently and Jan Lokpal differently. I don't think we should club and 
compare the two i think this situation as i said the pent up uh, feelings you know of women who have been working in media for a very very long time and they ca- came across many such situations of sexual harassment and they reported also and when nobody was listening to them so they came out no no you're talking about the specifics i'm not doubting that sir ah. i am saying this are you saying that there are some causes where collateral damage is acceptable and some where collateral damage is not acceptable i i think it very hard to defend in that position in all movements collateral damages happen hmm. and so be it okay so uh, that's what i'm so if that's your position now that's exactly what i'm saying so depending on what causes closest to your heart if you believe that kashmir is ours and india has a right to kashmir and then a few children with sprayed bullets on their face is acceptable collateral damage or not hmm. I mean that's a question to the same people. I think it's a very interesting point because liberals have made a career out of calling out collateral damage. Kashmir Maoism. Maoism is a problem. Maoists are ghastly people. They behead tribals. They're they've wrecked havoc. They great people's yeah, arms with they, knives. But but does that mean that people sympathetic of Maoism yeah, should be Mois, put in jail? Mois people like okay. urban naxals like this whole thing jail all of them. It's the same sort of mentality where we're not and even the law makes a differentiation. if there was if these women to go to police an obscenity would land you for 6 months in jail a rape would land you for 14 years in jail depending so there's even the law recognizes severity of crime so discourse on on male behavior must also i mean we, there should be levels of what we're talking about is no, what i think moism of 60s and moism of today they are two very very different things we have covered it you know the the previous one and which was more based on principles sorry no we talking about collateral damage right now and one more thing is that raman sir it's not like one is wrong at the cost of the other what you're saying that there is a pent up anger and that's right and one understands that but for someone who says that saying but i do not understand or i do not even agree that any of the accusations can be false is not a position i believe can be defended by a sensible person that's what i'm saying it's not a zero sum game it's not one is right and the other is wrong two people can be right at the same time what i am trying to say that the zero sum game which is on on the social media i'm fine with that hmm. but when journalistically we are covering it then it i'm not looking at uh, looking at it as a zero sum game hmm. i would be i would be very careful about the facts you know i would be very careful about the uh, to corroborate you know the whatever these girls are saying so that uh, i mean as as a journalist i'll do that cherry the other lady who, within our side do you want to weigh in on this before we move on to the yeah, next the issue younger the younger generation yeah that as a point now we there have three is generations. a gen- there is a generational difference which i see that comes mm. on positioning yourself in this uh, on this me too issue because my generation dealt with it on a personal level mm-hmm. you gave a slap you get get some gallies and shove the guy off it usually worked i think what is very clearly visible in all the predators is that they did not pick on strong who young journalists you who yeah. could kick you back such as people like tavleen singh seema mustafa me i think there's a level of uh, sliminess of who they pick confidence on confidence that we exude inadvertently perhaps maybe even some arrogance perhaps uh, that it would make the men think twice that ye to bahut shor machayegi so you they lay off so the what is uh, a running thing that you see that they 
pick, the predators pick on very young girls, on newbies who've just joined the organization and they, it's their vulnerability that they rely on. Yeah, they don't have the foothold on the confidence to exactly, push back. Exactly, yeah. and I think that is what is reprehensible, that irreprehensible actually. Jerry, that, uh, our yes, very Jerry. young journalist here. And what? so we, the generational difference is that people of Cherry's generation are coming into a space where they're not going to take any crap. We come from a space that we dealt with this crap and dealt with it differently, Some infra sometimes for, for some women in frustration and for some women, like, it's nothing, we do it all, you know, we do it all the time. So we have that background and I, I laud this generation and I'm, I feel that they're lucky to have come into this space where they won't have to go through what we went through. I think I disagree to a certain extent uh, with what about the generational difference in the sense that we might m might not stand uh, we might not take the bullshit because a lot of people that I've been speaking to a lot of people who have not come out yet are my colleagues my peers my age and they're still not coming out not because they're not confident or they don't or they're willing to take the crap it's because None of us are in a space where we can think about our careers moving forward if we come out about the people who are harassing. No, no, I, uh, this generation thing, I'll say one thing. I won't name anyone. Mm. Uh, my colleague, okay, the working with Outlook. Uh, so they, she enters a room, the three senior most persons, they are discussing and, and she's sitting. They, they're discussing how to screw a menstruating woman. Okay. And they said they can't, they can't, uh, they should not be brought home. They should do it in the hotel because the towel, they can oh use God. it. And, this is and, with her there, with her sitting and there. And she, with sitting there as if she is a piece of furniture. She told me that, she said that I'm still, I'm today also I'm a coward. She, she said I'm a coward. I cannot come out uh, with, you know, what all that has happened. She, I wanted this to include, uh, you know, in one of our stories. She refused. She said I am a coward. I can't... Uh, I mean, this fear of coming out is not... And she said ki we did not... She One thing that she said, ki she did not have that perception of uh, sexual, uh, you know, this thing. But this is harassment. But also the law wasn't yes. framed at the time. Ha. But, yeah, ha, uh, sorry, not. go ahead. You want to come No, in? I think just one last bit. But I think one... We're also extremely insular English language journalists as such to dub this movement a Me Too movement of India. Hmm. How many Hindi language journalists have come out? And that's hmm. where we hear the most horrible yeah, cases. Yeah, the most horrible and cases. And it's very interesting. I was reading some of the accounts that we have put up on not our really website. Hindi, regional, other... Hmm. Regional, no, I have not heard of... Uh, hmm. In journalistic hmm. space, I'm saying. Mm. Even but in our Hindi, Nikle Nikle I hope I hope the mm. that's, the star, that's the big name. Mm. But in Hindi journalism, the piece that I was reading, this one woman made a very interesting point that she said that what happens in uh, most of young women who are joining Hindi journalist uh, websites, you are not allowed to report. You are just rehashing stuff. So you are not building your CV on your bylines. You're building your CV on the organizations you've worked with. Hmm. So you've worked with an Amar Ujala, with the Navbharat Times, with an Aajtak. So to have that on your CV, you're never going to fuck your chances of at that place to, at, for yeah, future sure. employment. Hmm. Right. I thought that was very interesting. And also uh, from where they come, our parents will support us. You know, they will, our families will not slut shame us. Or yeah. Their parents will, will say, you us. must have done something. Or, or no, they'll just say, forget they'll say, that. Forget work, come back, get married. Yeah, this, so for yeah. a lot of young women coming from the Hindi journalism, to in the Hindi journalism space from smaller towns, it's also, like you said, fight it out so that mm. you can at least follow your dreams. In fact, the MJ Akbar case also, the, who was, yeah, she was younger than the she science, said that, that I didn't yeah. want to report it because the parents would say, come home. Ha, Chari, sorry, you were saying, what are the... 
other things you agree or disagree with you I heard one us thing talk about i was saying was i don't think this is generational it hmm. is about the power imbalance and what we feel right now what she was saying about the regional media and people uh, journalists women journalists from regional media not coming forward i was speaking to one of the a uh, couple of regional journalists for another story and they were telling me the power imbalance in these regional spaces for example odisha or rajasthan is more or is more severe because there's not as much diversity in the newsroom there would be one person or there wouldn't be a bureau they mm. go out and report as stringers even though they are called correspondents mm. so whom are they going to call out does this one person whom they report to and if this is the one person who's harassing me then if there I is call no out, other yeah there's nobody else and i can't move because my family is here if i call this person out right. and there's no other support but this is also dependent on the solidarity within the organization because i remember at one time there was some offsite um, event that india today was doing in goa and a photographer harassed a girl banged on her door at night and all that so the next day uh, when they came back to delhi the next day all the women journalists went into arun puri's room and complained to him and he took action but this was because all of them came Band it together, together right. and that is what is important that that they were empowered with each other mm-hmm. and it's very different from a girl going alone and telling arun that this is what But happened also so i think that support is important did you read seema's piece first piece yes seema mustafa mustafa yes, first she's in two pieces manisha and i disagreed on that well, yeah what is your take on the piece because it's got a lot of uh, it's been trashed i think there are certain problematic things but I think it's a fairly balanced piece I be I don't see I don't understand the viciousness of the pushback that anyone who doesn't agree 100% with us yeah see is, I is, retweeted is that piece I retweeted that piece and then I was called defender of rapists yeah, and all that abuse <laughs> I'm off twitter no but twitter, twitter is like that no madhu the thing is twitter is like that it's not become like that today but the point is news professionals who have been needs it the news professionals who have been balanced on every other issue on this issue there is only one side apparently hmm. there can be oh. no nuance uh, uh, let manisha no i didn't agree with it but again i said that i don't understand why a movement can't be debated like if she said something but i think it came out really wrongly because someone because has gazala has written a piece about her exactly. crying running out of the exactly. re- resonance and she said to her and she said i called. went to no no but she was, didn't do that but what she yeah, said is her she piece said, she had written before gazala's piece had gazala come said she added Yeah but but, but but gazala said, said that she, when she went to seema seema said it's your call ha Yeah. And Seema is saying she might have come to me. When she believes her. She might have she come to me. She doesn't remember when she believes but her. But she did not give me all the details. Now she is trying to absolve herself. No, but you know Seema's piece where she's yes. written that we all used to meet in a hotel room and you know he never did it to me. I knew he did it yeah, to younger. Yeah, of course those are from That's saying that see yeah, that, that, that whole logic that mm-hmm. you know Hitler didn't kill me so yeah, I, he's, <laughs> he's not, a nice guy. So yeah. I completely <laughs> I get that. But what I'm saying is that basically what I heard of that piece and when I read the piece were two different pieces let me put it that way mm-hmm. and what I heard of the piece was from news professionals so if a news professional can describe a piece that when I finally end up reading it doesn't sound like what was described to me I think there's a problem I think everybody is getting fine. different things out of it like Manisha's got some take on it my take is completely different and I think that is an interesting piece yes. that everyone is taking projecting their views yes. into the piece hmm No, Seema's piece where she says that uh, it is the complainant's call, like until no, she, she, never, said, she never said that. I mean, it's your call what you want to do. No, that no, 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 no,
said I she said that she came to me and she doesn't remember it basically but what she says I hope what I meant by it's your call is that you can take action if you action. want but one now this is a very wishy washy yeah, sort of yeah, thing to so say huh. so anyway let's share a complete point hmm. I mean what I understood from that is when you appro- or a complainant is coming to you the complainant will have to decide whether they want to pursue it hmm. whether they want to file a formal complaint yes hmm. for example what happened at scroll the complainant didn't want to file a formal complaint right so then you, you can't, can't force them to that's sure. what happened to me in but in, I think in, 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 in I, I, I when, have I spoken about this when this receptionist was molested yeah you, hmm. you spoke about it yeah, last and time. she came to me and she didn't come yeah, you went to journal, her Madhu. no other journalist came to me and said this happened because I'd left the party then I called her into my room and I said I believe this happened please file a complaint so I can take action and she said look I am working against my parents will they need the money but they don't like me working because that's our culture and I'm insisting on working because they need the money but if this comes out I will absolutely have to stay at home yeah, I so she did not like let me do anything women are still going through in the Hindi yes, yes. No, I, yes. I, I think I had two things to say about Seema Vastava one is uh, about Wahab she's absolutely evasive when Absolutely. she says evasive, evasive. she is hmm. evasive hmm. Okay. She, when she says she, uh, she might have so she, hmm. look at the psychology please hmm. she, she might have hmm. uh, you know told me hmm. so that's one line clearly says she knew about it hmm. she knew about it and she is evasive about it one hmm. secondly she is trying to bring in ki why the rape of a woman in a village cannot be part of the me yeah, too that is, no, so that I, I mean you can't belittle this movement by I agree with that no but uh, uh, yeah, but she has a viewpoint no. that is fine but um, you know the, the second thing that I was and this I'm not mansplaining I'm just regurgitating what a uh, very intelligent woman told me she says one of the problems I have with the way this has been framed and that's why I'm not weighing in on this although she has the credentials a lifetime of work uh, and the majority to do comment on this she says this is being seen as a the framing is so narrow that it's consent yes means yes no means no uh, and you know there's no understanding of a dignified yes that can come after three no's and that possibility of change does exist it has existed in all our lives so uh, she said that you know I've this writer who who has done a lot of work in this space she said that I'd like to tell all girls that why do you send sexts to your boyfriends or other boys or your sexy pictures it's a wrong thing to do right? you make all you make all girls look bad they think all girls do this now what? i'm saying achat ab yahan tak baat pahunch gayi hai ki ab one feminism say none of you girls should do something that would make you happy and so the person who was talking to me said it's being framed as a woman cannot be a pleasure seeker don't do anything that makes a man think that all women are like this matlab you have no agency you have no choice you you are an basically an instrument for a man's pleasure and you can only say yes I want to be part of it I don't want to be part of it you don't have any context of your own and taking the power out of your own hands yeah. a woman's hands and and you know very sensible journalists were sitting and nodding at what this girl was saying I think exactly saying. like beyond the workspace but if you're talking about dating culture and social whatever it's really I found it really progressive that we've come to a point where a man can ask a woman for sex on the first date without saying I love you so much and a woman can do the same it's empowering as long as the person backs off and gets it this asking for casual sex is not harassment to me it's not creepy behavior it could be someone may just want casual sex out of you 
again as long as they say no and the other person backs off i think putting it in context and i don't want to go back to this thing here now you you must tell me like you must profess your love to me before you you yeah, know in some ways pushing this us is, pushing us back to yeah to a regressive sort of atmosphere the other thing i think that um, i would like to point out is one is going to kill flirting and is going to put a lot and that i feel sad for the young people no initially uh, it looks regressive initially it looks that is going to kill that uh, flirt station uh, culture ah culture but 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 we have to step up the game but, but, no, but, but, yeah, maybe maybe no, maybe no, men will just have so. to up no, the game no but one point flirt, i'd like to make is that a lot of these i'm not talking about these high profile uh, Hmm. Uh, predators that have come out i'm also talking about the the lesser ones in some sense lesser and i don't know how i mean that lesser well known i think some of them come from uh, small towns in a culture where there's only arranged marriage and when they come into a newsroom which is highly charged hmm. there's a lot of confusion on how to deal with relationships they've never dealt with women in their lives they've been they don't come from coed schools they have no idea how to even deal with a woman so it kind of Uh, is a confused state it is benji turn modern utter confusion and that one has to sort of understand that their clumsy flirting and their cheap way of talking is something that they've not understood that is not on i think that is the problem i think we need social conversations rather than saying yeah. predator you yeah. know that's it i think the clumsiness and saying i want to do this with you right away before you know you even had a conversation with the woman uh, i think they're confused mm. i'm not defending them but i'm saying you do have to look at uh, being thrown into an atmosphere which they're not used to mm. and that can't be said about the uh, the high that profile predators but i think the predators that we are talking about they must have studied in coed schools no no i'm saying workspace to i'm i mean i'm taking <laughs> those are two different things these dating things, things are, are, are different from workspace uh-huh. even if the guy involves like a journal cherry you want to yes. add anything more before we move on to the next thing any criticism or critique or what you heard i mean uh, manisha and i have had this discussion before about casual flirting being called harassment but i think what we miss out when we say that is how come none of you are wearing bandages it remains as an argument we are oh. sensible that way and we can I have guessing someone to punch someone no? <laughs> i mean when we say that if this casual flirting behavior which is being called out as offensive or predatory that has to be seen in context if this this has happened over time with multiple people and if that behavior this flirtatious behavior has happened with multiple people and this person has gone on to again flirt or hit on you multiple times t- uh, despite your outright no then i think it is classified sure. can yeah. be classified sure. then again, my only point is like fine if there's a catharsis and every woman wants to go on twitter and say assholes hain sare gande hain date nahi karna do it because it's social media i guess this is a natural outcome yeah. but i'm saying when news professionals when you talk about harassment punishment jail losing your jobs oh, or no. icc even no, we talk about care. institutional actions there has to be you have to have nuance to it you yes, can't yes. say ki all the creeps must go to jail we are nobody to say that what we are supposed to do we need to just corroborate uh, you know each yeah, yeah, yeah. incident okay uh, on that we will close this hafta but i have two emails that i'd like to read from our subscribers the first one is from abhishek modi hi guys continue with criticism from last hafta i get scared when in political groups news laundry piece starts getting quoted for defending up and the fear of news laundry becoming like any other news organization i have been listening to news laundry for more than 3 years after anand ranganathan left i see the discussion being 
clearly leaning towards everything which is anti-government. Yes, I'm a BJP supporter, but not a bhakt. I don't mind New Zealand criticizing BJP, but without any research, bashing is not correct. Madhuvam also is critical of BJP, but at least she does research before doing it. Abhinandan, at least as a subscriber, I expect you to do basic research before voicing your opinion and not based on just hearsay. I'm listening to Hafta, not pawn shop conversation. You can do a poll on your website after Anand Raghunathan left. Has research discussion gone down in Hafta and you will have the answer. We all love News Run. We will continue to support. Thanks, Abhishek. Thanks, Abhishek, for your support. Appreciate it. And thank you for your criticism and critique. It would help me to, you know, respond to your email if you could give me the specific instance of the criticism I did on the base of hearsay and not research. I don't believe I do any criticism on the base of hearsay. But if I have... Please do mail me next time and I shall read that out. And if I can, I'll defend it. If I can't, you can see, see, I told you, you're a loser. As far as uh, getting divergent views are concerned, we have, I believe, a fairly diverse bunch of people here. We'll try to add to the diversity. But the criticism of government will be more than criticism of opposition. That is a standard in news organizations. And you're a Modi supporter or a BJP supporter and News Laundry wasn't a big deal during the UPA. I have been told that I am a bhakt, uh, uh, Sanghi when uh, I was a part of the Lokpal movement because there were many people who had spread the rumor that it is an RSS-backed uh, movement which was complete bullshit. And I've had journalists also saying that. So, yeah, but thank you for your mail. Thank you for your support. Spread the word. And yes, I will take your advice and we shall try to have more representative voices here. And if I can, um, you know, our team should be increasing in strength soon. So we'll have some people who hopefully will be more on your side of the political spectrum. This email is from Ankur Poddar. He says, this is not in response to any specific hafta, but I have two questions on which I'd love to get the panel's opinion. Recently, there was a news with far-reaching consequences on the right to privacy, which got absolutely no coverage in Indian media. I read it on Al Jazeera. The government is planning to introduce a facial recognition-based paperless entry into airports from Feb 2019. Data from Aadhaar database will be used. While it is an opt-in, but I guess the cameras will click pictures of every passenger and store it, whether one opts in or not. Details are very thin in the media, so would love NL to do a report on this. Second, since NL owes its origin to critiquing existing news media, would love your opinion on Beyond WION. Have never heard anything from any of the panelists about it so far. I've come to love the channel, which is now the only TV channel that I watch. I've been a subscriber for nearly three years and love your work. You guys are doing. I thought I'd share some concerns as many others that post Anand's exit. The panel is too left-heavy. Okay, Ankur, thank you so much. Um, like I said, we'll try to make it a more representative panel. I'll just give you my view on the foot, foot, photograph thing. I don't have an Aadhaar card, but now I'll have to get one made because if I have to file my tax returns, I guess I'll have to get my Aadhaar card made. I think this is a serious problem. In fact, my recommendations today have to do with this. I don't know if you already know, but the, the level to which China has gone with completely destroying a person's privacy is phenomenal. Uh, I'll explain when I recommend the pieces. I think it's a danger, but... Click, getting my photograph clicked, dude, if the government wants it, it's there. It's too late for that. That ship has sailed with, you know, Facebook facial recognition and all sorts of others. But, uh, yeah, the government institutionalizing it, it's, I mean, it can be problematic, but I haven't thought this through. We will try to do a report on this. The We On channel, I see it on and off. I personally find it very boring. Uh, everything that they tell me, I already know. So, yeah. I'm My mom quite likes Vion. She thinks it's really like... Uh, it has... At least it has good global coverage. Yeah, it's not it, just that it's India. Mein ye ho it's India's it's international yeah. channel. Yeah. But Vasudev Kutumbakam is... Z, <laughs> Z News' motto, right? Z's SL groups. Hmm. Hmm. He wanted a channel on uh, diaspora. Hmm. But he ended up doing something else. 
So, uh, anything else anyone wants to talk about before we give our recommendations? All right. So, Raman sir, why don't you give me a recommendation first? Uh, a book by Rosalind DiMello, uh, mm-hmm. Handbook for My Lover. Hmm. Uh, this is, I think, dubbed as a fiction, but it is a non-fiction. Uh, because we know that she wrote about a person It's a fictionalized biography. Fictionalized Fiction, biography, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a lovely biography and... It's about the, I mean, we are uh, reading about Me Too movement, but in this book, uh, how abusive someone can be even in a relationship. So, and uh, this person is also in figures in the list of Me Too. Yeah, there have been some allegations uh, about him also. Against him. So. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to steal your recommendation. Andrew Sullivan's Everyone Lost at the Ford Okay. And were you gonna? <laughs> no, that's fine. I think I'll because in the Me Too context, it's really it's a very smart piece to hmm. uh, read. Yeah, it's from the uh, New York Post, New York Mag. Sorry, hmm. the Intelligencer. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic piece. No, I have actually so many recommendations. I'm glad you recommended this. Hmm. So then it doesn't look like us, but pale <laughs> So thank you for that. But uh, can I just quote one line from yeah, that? Yeah, uh, From that piece which I had quoted earlier also. And this uh, line says, in fact, I'll quote the whole paragraph. I'm not equating an accusation of attempted rape in the distant past with sodomy. I'm noting a more general accusatory dynamic that surrounded Ford's specific allegations. This is particularly dangerous when there are no editors or gatekeepers in the media to prevent any accusation about someone's private life being aired when economic incentives online favor outrageous charges. And when journalists have begun to see themselves as vanguards of a cultural revolution rather than skeptics of everything, unquote. Mm-hmm. It's a, I, th- I think it's a very good piece. And again, I don't definitely agree with everything, but it articulates a problem which I think in the current context in India... It's quite relevant. If anyone were to articulate, they'd be seen as rape apologists or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and burned at the stake, uh, which, which is... Uh, so my recommendations actually are two and they're you know connected to each other. Uh, one is, um, it's NPR Planet Money on the indicator. One is called China's Social Credit System and the second is Life on China's Blacklist. And you know what, I, I read some stories about this that India could be you know creating this and there'll be invasion of privacy, our credit rating data would be available to everybody. They've actually started preparing a blacklist that if you defaulted on your own for individuals and organizations. And by and large, there's support in the public for it. So if I've defaulted on a loan, if you're driving down Ring Road, there are these electronic painting boards, signboards. They have digital ones. So the image keeps changing. So like every 10 seconds, the image will change and they say, this guy's on the blacklist, this guy's on the blacklist. So a person's face is on the blacklist. When you try to book a luxury ticket, it won't book it because you're on the blacklist. I think it is deeply worrying. And the fact that China has gone so far in this with support from the citizenry is way more problematic because in a few years, China is going to be the dominant economy of the world. And if there's anything that history has taught us, the dominant economy of the world, the dominant economic superpower is also the source of a cultural osmosis of what is acceptable in the world to be successful. Bhai, China to kar rahe to hum bhi karte hain. Yeah. America mein free speech hai, hum bhi karte hain. Matlab, the dominant powers, values permeate across the world. And it's all and getting if, fucked now. And if this is what China is doing, we are fucked. Because they will decide what the world should be doing tomorrow or day after. Shit. So these are two pieces. And the other very interesting pieces, Moneyland, uh, this is the Planet Money regular podcast. And it, it when the Ukrainian dictator had to flee, he left all his you know, uh, mansions and all. Because he was helicopter and suitcase Because everyone was coming to take it, kill him. And he, he ran away. So he left everything there. 
सो दिस इन्वेस्टिगेटिव जर्नलिस्ट वेंट एंड गॉट दोज पेपर्स एंड ट्राई टू गेट टू द बॉटम ऑफ ये सारा पैसा कहाँ जाता कहाँ है एंड इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग पॉडकास्ट टू अंडरस्टैंड वाई करप्शन इज इट कम्प्लीटली कैन डिस्ट्रॉय डेमोक्रेसी एंड विच इज़ वाई वेन एवर आई टेल माई भक्त फ्रेंड्स दैट वॉट हैज़ दिस गवर्नमेंट डन टू फाइट करप्शन दैट डजेंट मैटर इट्स स्टेबल आई सेट दैट इज नॉट ओके बिकॉज अनलेस यू हैव सनशाइन लॉज लाइक राइट टू इन्फॉर्मेशन यू कैन क्वेश्चन द गवर्नमेंट यू हैव कम्प्लीट ट्रांसपेरेंसी यू कैन डीरेल डेमोक्रेसी एंड दैट डीरेल्स डेमोक्रेसी वे मोर सक्सेसफुली दैन इम्पोजिशन ऑफ एमरजेंसी ऑन रेड्स ऑन मीडिया हाउस यू हैव मेड ब्लैक मनी वाइट मनी बाई डिमोनिटाइजेशन so <laughs> so I, if this is how you fight corruption sorry these are my two suggestions uh, do send in your recommendations and critique to contact at newslaundry.com do write in the subject line newslaundry hafta so it doesn't get mixed up with the other podcast emails you can leave your abuse on my or manisha's timeline thank you for listening spread the word get others to contribute and subscribe to news laundry because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served and this week's song goes out to all of us because you got to treat it right laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.